Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we welcome Kelly Kennedy. you guys are acting like cancer is no big deal. And they're like, well, it's not. I'm like, what? It's a combination of things that cause cancer. Cancer is never a problem. Cancer is the answer. I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate 1 billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I wanna thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper. Today's episode was such an amazing conversation with an extraordinary woman, Kelly Kennedy, who has an amazing story and her information is going to blow your mind. You are going to learn all about the lymphatic system, the fascia, and why this is important when you are following a ketogenic lifestyle with fasting because the lymphatic system is a powerful detoxification process that runs throughout your entire body. And if that's not working properly, keto and fasting will not work properly. Why do you ask? Because when you burn fat cells on keto and fasting, which you will do, you release toxins because our fat cells store toxins. It's a survival mechanism and toxins love fat. The body cannot burn toxins, but it could burn fat. So what happens is when you burn fat cells and your glymphatic system, your lymphatic system is not working properly, you can't detoxify those toxins and you end up feeling worse, not good. And your body could even hold on to fat as a way to protect itself from allowing those toxins to be released. So the lymphatic system is so important. We're gonna talk about practical ways to activate the lymphatic system. We're gonna talk about the issues with having scars and how that is uh, detrimental to fascia and you're gonna learn all about fascia. So scars could come from surgeries, hernia surgeries, injuries, tattoos, you'll learn all about that. And then we're gonna talk about emotions and link it to cancer and why Kelly says cancer is the answer and the reality is that we create our own reality and it was such a powerful share. We'll talk about what your armpit says about your health and your lymphatic system We'll talk about that. And then Kelly is going to explain the optimal way to practice dry brushing and why a lot of people who teach dry brushing teach it the wrong way. And she has a brilliant method to her process. So sit back, grab a pen and paper, stay present. You're gonna love her energy, you're gonna love her story, you're gonna love her knowledge. I was on her podcast called The Beats with Kelly Kennedy. So you could go listen to that after this one. We'll put a link down below for you in the notes of this podcast. I wanna take a minute here to get to the Apple Podcast rating and review of the day. This is a five-star review from Canera615 titled Educated Keto. I love this podcast. I'm a new listener and I get so much relevant information that I can now use through my keto diet. My boyfriend listened to a couple episodes with me and was blown away 
by your information and how he also listens to you. You have a variety of subjects, so anyone on health and wellness journey can really benefit from listening to you. Thank you, Mara. Mara, thank you. Oh my gosh, what an awesome review. I'm so grateful that your boyfriend and you listen to the show and you appreciate the variety of subjects we speak about, not just keto and fasting, but we talk about holistic health. So I'm glad that you see that and you've been listening. So thank you so, so much. And also thank you for leaving a rating and review. It really is the lifeline for podcasts. The truth is this, it takes a lot of energy and money and resources to run a podcast to make sure it sounds good, to make sure we're consistent and the whole production value. So we have an entire team here at Keto Camp and we're dedicated to making sure we're consistent and the quality is up to par. And when you leave a rating and review, when you take a minute or two to do so, it helps the show grow. It really helps the algorithms get the show to more people. So I want to ethically bribe you listening right now. If you have not left the Keto Camp podcast, a rating or a review yet on Apple Podcasts, please do so right now. Take a second to do so. And if you do, take a screenshot of your rating and review on Apple Podcasts and email that screenshot to support at ketocamp.com and make sure you put your shipping address in the United States only because as a thank you for leaving an honest rating and review, I will sign a paperback copy of my best-selling fasting book and we'll mail it to you as a thank you. So send that to support at ketocamp.com. Well, sit back, grab your pen and paper, take a sip of your fatty keto cup of coffee, and let's jam out with Kelly Kennedy. Kelly Kennedy is a biological holistic nutritionist whose studies began more traditionally as a pre-med student at Cornell University, receiving a degree in biology. Her father had Hodgkin's disease and passed away when she was just 20 years old. The same year, she was in a bad car accident that left her in chronic pain, emotionally drained, and her life in a state of upheaval, which she's going to share about it. Kelly continues to study with many pioneers in biological medicine, allowing her to accentuate her already vast experience in biological medicine, while giving her the ability to reach even more clients with a wellness approach that is truly biological. Kelly specializes in computerized regulation thermography and pleomorphism, spending the time needed with each client to be sure they had an understanding of what the test is indicating, what therapies may be suggested, and why. Kelly also offers nutritional guidance and performs therapies to improve the client's regulation. To say Kelly is busy is an understatement. Her guidance and enthusiasm are vital to the function of true wellness and to the success of each client. Kelly has a clinic in Pennsylvania and a clinic in South Carolina, which I mean, Natasha, my girlfriend, will be visiting in South Carolina later this year. So without further ado, let's bring her on the show. Kelly Kennedy, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ben. It's a lot of kick ks in there. <laughs> I'm grateful to be here with you today. I was on your awesome podcast, The Beats, which we'll put a link to in the notes of this podcast. You are the master when it comes to the lymphatic system, the fascia, and all things detox. And you have amazing energy and amazing research, and you're doing great work in the world. And I'd love for you to share what you're doing, and we'll get into that before we do. What is your story? How did you get involved with what you're doing today? 
Oh, Ben, thank you. First of all, you're amazing. And I so appreciated getting to know you and the information you gave out on our podcast was incredible because keto is a new term for a lot of my clients. And I was really excited to get them to understand it because I think a lot of people kind of shy away when they hear keto because they think it's so rigid. And you've brought such an amazing flexibility and understanding to that world. And your work is outstanding. And I've just really enjoyed getting to know you because the physical medicine that we both share and understanding the physical body is just so exciting because we get so jazzed about the capacity of our own body to heal. And we both transformed ourselves. If you look at our before pictures, we've absolutely transformed ourselves. And through just knowing different information and and incorporating that into our life and making our lifestyle a little different. And the proof is literally in the pudding. If you look at our before pictures, we both look younger, we look healthier, we're thinner, and we glow where we didn't before. So my story starts, honestly, when I was born. I mean, I was born into a home where my father had Hodgkin's disease. He had cancer seven times. And he was in chemo and radiation, and he never took vacations, and he worked really hard, and he ran, He and his brother ran a business, and he was self-employed and never could take a break because the only time he took breaks was when he was in the hospital for chemo or radiation treatments. And when I was 16, I asked him if I could go with him to one of his doctor visits. And he was like, sure, why? Because I wanted to change his diet, Ben. I knew at some level that eating red meat burnt to death and white potatoes with no other vegetables was probably not the diet that was helping him. And so I went to this appointment and basically was told that I knew nothing. I was 16, get out of his office. And that oncologist at the time in Strong Memorial Hospital in upstate New York, which is one of the better hospitals for cancer, died of cancer a year after that appointment. But I was told I didn't know anything. And you know, it was only in my gut, in my intuition that I knew there had to be another solution than chemo and radiation. And so I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to figure out how I could not get it, to be honest with you. This was a selfish motivation. I grew up in a house much like people are living in, unfortunately, right now. I don't know if I'm going to get it. I don't know how I cannot get it. And if I get it, am I going to die? That's how I felt about cancer. How everybody feels about Corona is how I felt about cancer for 20 years. And then I went to Cornell University, and in my first year there, I was in a car accident. And the car accident left me with some compressed vertebrae. I was scalped. I lacerated my spleen. And I was told that I was going to have to manage my pain for the rest of my life. And that did not set well with me. I was a collegiate rower. I climbed trees and played with my nieces and wrestled and loved playing and being outside and active. And now... I drank a lot of milk at the time. I don't anymore. But at the time, I couldn't even grab the milk out of the refrigerator. The gallon of milk was so heavy, it felt like my back was going to break. And I was living on Vicodin and Flexerol. And I did that for three years. And I went from doctor to doctor, specialist to specialist, neurologist, orthopedic specialist, pain specialist. And they all told me the same thing. Take this drug. First, we'll take pictures, CAT scans, MRIs, whatever you need. Then we'll give you a drug. And then you're going to go home and manage. And if you need to, you can go to the support group. I was like, this is crazy. Well, about a month after my car accident, my father had a stroke. And then five months later, he had a second stroke. And then he never regained speech ever again. And at 55 years old, he died in a hospital having complications of a stroke, which was pneumonia. And he died of pneumonia. 
cancer seven times, blood clots in lungs. Like the guy was 55 years old and sicker than probably anybody I've even met to this point in my life. And I was frustrated because now here I was at Cornell University, one of the greatest universities on the planet, studying pre-med, and my father's dead, and I'm living on painkillers and muscle relaxers going, this is just not feeling right. I don't feel good about this. So I went to my guidance counselor and said, I don't want to be in medicine anymore. I've wanted to be in medicine my whole life, and I want out. And she was, thank God, smart enough to go switch to the pre-vet program because still, if you decide to do medicine, you'll still have the background. So I stuck around. I got my degree in biology. And it was interesting because that, that foundation really came full circle about 18 years later because as a vet student, what you're taught is to always look in the mouth to see the health of a person. Right. The health of a, of a an of animal. An, Thank you. (laughs) So look in their mouth to see what their gums are like, their teeth are like, and you'll be able to tell. So fast forward, I got involved in this world uh, about three years after the car accident. And I say this world by this energy healing, self-regulating, self-healing understanding of the body three years after the car accident. I was graduated Cornell. I was miserable, depressed, um, but... I had been introduced to a company that had some Chinese herbs that I was taking that was taking some of the pain away, like was working better than the Vicodin and Flexerol. Wow. And through that process of working with that company, I found there was this guy that was working in the company that was teaching people how to overcome emotional stuff, who is now my husband, but Ian Kennedy, the gentleman that was speaking, taught you how to overcome emotional issues with sales if you were really struggling. And Listen, I loved my product and I'm much better at sales today than I've ever been. I can speak. I could not speak then. I was a scared little mousy child that was scared of her own skin and didn't know anything. And But I loved the products we were selling, natural skincare, body care, hair care, water filters, air filters, cleaning up the environment made a lot of sense to me, right? But when I went back for my second visit, because I started to get some results financially, I was like, so do you handle pain? And it was like, well, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, let's handle pain then. He's like, okay, I'll never forget it, Ben. He put his hand on my shoulder and then he put his other hand down my back and he said, where exactly is the pain? And I started to cry. And he goes, I'm sorry, did I hurt you? I said, no, you're the first person that's physically touched me in three years. And that is the truth. Physical from a practitioner. They were scared to death because I was a motor vehicle accident. There was a lawsuit involved and they were afraid that they were going to be sued. Now, if you know me, you understand that I was forced to sue him by the guy who was driving the car. His father was a lawyer and said, you need to sue him because you need to have a little something down the road. If you do have to have that herringbone surgery, which is what they said I was going to have to have one day. I lost two and a half inches in height. And here I am. in now this guy's office three years later, he goes, where's your pain here or here? And I start to cry because nobody had ever asked me to pinpoint my pain. And so I show him and he goes, okay, we start doing this emotional work. I didn't understand it. I was honestly a little angry at him. I'm like, I thought we're handling my pain. This is no different than you did to help me get financially a little better situation. So I leave, I go home. I was still rowing like in a club. I I couldn't row collegiately anymore, but I loved rowing so much that if you've lived in pain, you understand this. There are some pains that are worth it and other pains that aren't. And even though I was in pain every day, it was like, you know, I lived here. And if I didn't row, I lived here. If I did row, I still lived here because I was missing a huge part of my life. 
So I was going to these clubs and trying to keep up, but you know, it was just what I was doing. And that Sunday I was rowing and I found myself not having to force back pain. Like, you know, when you're in pain, you don't realize it, but it's like this background noise all the time that you're kind of pushing back. And all of a sudden I was like, hey, there's no actual pain in my back. And I started to, uh, I, I was just, I don't understand. So I went back and he goes, how did that happen? And I go, or I said, how did you do that? And he goes, energy. And I go, what? What the hell is energy? This is like 1998, <laughs> right. And I was like, what the hell's energy, dude? And he was like, cool, huh? I'm like, no, because <laughs> if that was real, ego, they would have taught me that at Cornell. This muscle testing thing you got going on, this energy thing, they would have taught me this at Cornell. I learned physics and, and um, you know, endocrinology and biology and chemistry and organic, but I didn't learn anything about energy. What is energy? And so I stuck around for 20 years and he's now my husband. And I learned what energy was. And we really, to the people that come to mind are Dr. Thomas Rao and Bruce Lipton, um, because I started studying their books and really understanding the science behind this energy that's real, that's not woo-woo medicine, that's a true science. And I started to like foam at the mouth, Ben. I was like, this is my two worlds combined. I get to tangibly see this, this field of which everybody talks about, this energy field. There's physical ways to test this. It is quantitative. We can actually assess it quantitatively. It's not just woo-woo. And yet you can see the evidence clinically in other ways much more profound than in, I think, a physical way. But there is an actual science. And so we opened our own practice about 16 years ago in, in Pennsylvania. Unlicensed practitioners just going, okay, we're going to tell people everything that we know. And we're just going to help them on this vibrational energetic level. And the business has changed a lot. We had some doctors working for us for some time, but what we, what I've come full circle to realize is that that energy that was so powerful in my body that that day alleviated pain. There was a lot of stuff in there about my dad. It wasn't about my car accident. It was about my dad. My body linked these two events together. The car accident was the best thing that ever happened to me because it forced me onto a path I never would have believed to be true had I not experienced it myself. And it is the only way that I could still talk about my dad to this day without crying because I miss my dad. He's been gone for 25 years and 26 years. And he was a powerful man, but I also know that the energy between us couldn't have both of us survived on this planet because he was very strong and I was very strong and there was a will issue. And I wanted to teach the world how they couldn't get cancer. And Thomas Rao and this whole group started to talk about cancer like it was water off a duck's back and this milieu and how to, and I was like, whoa, you guys are acting like cancer is no big deal. And they're like, well, it's not. I'm like, what? It's a combination of things that cause cancer. Cancer is never a problem. Cancer is the answer. I was like, what? Cancer is the answer. Yes, cancer is, it's bringing energy to an area of the body where there's a void of energy. It's a solution. The body needs to have energy flowing through it all the time. And if there's an energy that's not going somewhere, the body will bring energy to it, even if it's bad cells turning over. And there's always a story behind cancer. And cancer is never caused by one thing. It's multi-causational. There's many things that cause it. It's not this causes this. 
it's lifestyle, it's immune challenges. And lifestyle is, you know, metals on the body, chemicals on the body, it's scars on the physical body. And the biggest one is the emotional states of mind. Because we are emotional beings having a physical experience. And so if you heal that emotional body, then the physical body will follow. And that's exactly what Ian did to me 23 years ago. He got my body to align with the concept that I was in a car accident, my dad was dead, and here I was. And that's essentially what alleviated that pain for my body. Now, there was a lot more to the journey and to the story than that, but that began an unfolding and unwinding. And then we started doing scar therapy and then my body started to change. And, you know, I got more into standing up straight and feeling wonderful and being flexible because I could than I ever was in high school or, or throughout my rowing career and my high school career. I played a lot of sports, but I feel that I'm more fit and more athletic and more flexible and stronger today at 46 years old. And I don't do a ton of exercise. I work out, I, I move therapy, I call it movement therapy, 20, 30 minutes a day, but I'm very active. Mm-hmm. I can't even sit still or talk <laughs> move my hands. For those that aren't yeah. listening or only listening, I'm constantly moving. Yeah, I see it. But it's that life force that's better. That's life force that's in me that came out through this process that I'm sure at sometimes my husband's like, oh man, remember when she didn't talk and she was mousy? I remember that. Why'd I fix that? <laughs> but there's such a beauty to realizing that we have the power to heal inside of us. And that has been my mission for 23 years since I, I felt it, didn't understand it, needed to understand it. And now my job is to explain it to others because I have been gifted, I would say, with one major thing is I can take very complex ideas and make them very simple. And I, I call it speak doctor. And I really understand what they're saying, but I, I feel it and I can explain it to the end user so that they stop thinking that this is woo-woo. Stop thinking that getting on a keto diet and allowing your body to go in that healing capacity is something special. It is but it's turning on your own capacity to heal. And you're doing it with a tool, whether that's fasting or that's eating properly, to engage that empowering parasympathetic nervous system. You know, we have three nervous systems, central, peripheral, and autonomic. Central and peripheral, that's when you go and you have a a neurological testing, they're testing your nerves. We're not talking about that nervous system. We're talking about the autonomic nervous system, the thing in control of your breath, your digestion, your eyes blinking. Yes, we can override it and control it, but most of it's involuntary. And it controls everything in the body. Because when I cut my finger and it heals, I can't tell you how it did it. It just did it a good job. But if I ask my medical doctor friends, how did that work? They're going to say, well, you know, there were some white blood cells and, you know, there were some platelets and I don't really know. I don't really know. I know that your body did it and it knew when to send it and how to send it, but I can't exactly tell you how it knew to do that and the timing of all that. And that's the physician inside, which is incredibly intelligent, way more intelligent than we ever thought of being, knows everything that's going on and works in unison. You know, I was talking to somebody yesterday and I was like, oh, so, you know, your liver is no more important than your kidneys. That's right. There's no system here that's more important than the other. It's all working together. 
properly managing your food intake and the time of when you eat and what you eat is just as important as making sure that you're in alignment and you're doing your breath practice. And it's just as important as making sure that you love the people that you're with. It's just as important as making sure that you're not putting chemicals on your body. It's just as important as making sure you don't have dental stuff in your teeth. It's just as important as everything because it's one working unit and it all is working in unison. There are so many researched benefits to having good fat in your diet, but there is just one little problem with all this healthy fat. If you can't properly digest the fat in your diet, chances are you won't feel that great. And a lot of people lack the one key nutrient needed to digest fat. To really get the best results from any diet, whether it's carnivore, paleo, keto, or even vegan, I found there are three things that can really help optimize your results. First, enhance your digestion and elimination. Second, boost your cellular energy. And third, rev up your fat-burning metabolism. And one of the best aids to a ketogenic lifestyle that I've ever found comes from my friends over at Bioptimizers, and it's called Capex. What Capex does is three things. First, it breaks down the fats you eat into fatty acids using a proprietary lipase and dandelion extract blend. Most people aren't eating a lot more good fat in their diet these days. This means you're breaking down the dietary fat into usable energy and not storing it. Second, they transport those fatty acids into the muscles and in the liver. And they have several ingredients that dramatically increase the fatty acid oxidation inside your mitochondria, both in your muscles and liver. In other words, it's more fuel into your motor and more horsepower for your motor. If you take three to five capsules of K-Pax in the morning on an empty stomach, the energy is incredible. It feels like a cup of coffee and it lasts six to 10 hours and there's no nervous system stimulation. It works incredible as a pre-workout and even without caffeine. It's one of my go-tos when I'm in a fasted state. Now, it won't make up for bad eating or eating lots of excess calories, especially from processed foods and seed oils, but the research shows that it can raise metabolic rate and boost other fat loss hormones. I highly suggest trying it for yourself. And when you go to kenergize.com slash ketocamp, that's K-E-N-E-R-G-I-Z-E forward slash ketocamp, camp with a K, you'll automatically get 10% off any package of Capex with the coupon code KETOCAMP10. That is K-E-T-O-K-A-M-P-1-0. We will also drop a link for you down below in the podcast notes. Wow, what a, what a start. I mean, keto campers, you got to love Kelly's knowledge and energy. I, I love that. You're so right. It is that innate intelligence that there's no pill, surgery, supplement that could replace what we have within us. And all we got to do is just remove the damn interference and let the body do the healing. Everything you just said explains that very well. You said something, scar therapy. What are the issues with having scars, like a hernia scar? I broke my elbow when I was a kid. I have this big scar here. What are some of the issues with that? Ooh, 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 great question. So fascia, let's back up a little bit and talk about fascia. So your fascia, if you don't know what fascia is, maybe you can put this in your show notes. There's a gentleman by the name of Gil Headley, and he's got a YouTube channel, and he has something called the Fuzz Speech. It's about five minutes long, and it's brilliant. We all pay homage to Gil Headley for putting out his videos. And he's like a forensic scientist, but he teaches what the fascia is, and it really explains it. But I'll try to do justice to this quickly. So 
a lot of you eat meat. Hopefully I don't see a lot of vegans on this um, podcast because this grosses a lot of vegans out when I say this, but if you pick up a chicken or a turkey to cook it and you lift up the skin underneath the skin, you see that cellophane like thin stuff. That's the fascia. Okay. The fascia is a very thin network that goes from your head to your toes around every organ, around every joint. We are fascia and tongue embryologically before an organ is developed because the fascia has to hold it all together. The fascia is the suit under the skin that we begin. And it's actually been considered the secondary nervous system because it's in complete communication all the time with the skin and with the fluid. Now the fluid that's held inside that fascia, a lot of people think, oh, it's all blood. No, <laughs> the, the liquid inside of us, inside of our fascia, is about one-third blood and about two-thirds lymphatic fluid. So the lymphatic fluid is the spaces between the cells. Plasma, extracellular matrix, these are all interchangeable names, essentially. And that space between the cells where everything is fluidy moving it should move and it should be like fluid. It gets thick for various reasons. And if the fascia is tight in any particular area, which we'll talk about why that happens, then the lymph can't flow properly, okay? And the fascia, if you think of like a pair of uh, nylons or pantyhose, it's as thin as that. And if you get a run in the pantyhose and communication was supposed to go through that, it's gonna get snagged. And so that communication, that's a scar. A snag mm-hmm. in the pantyhose is a scar. Interesting. That's a great analogy, by the way. Thank you. And the I love analogies because people see. Me too. People see. So that's that's a uh, snag. Now, how do I get that snag out? Well, you got to separate that snag out. And the thing about the fascia and the pantyhose is that it's all connected. So if I have a snag in my shoulder, the concept of tensegrity. Have you heard of that term, tensegrity? No. I wish I had a visual, but this is an audio podcast anyway. But tensegrity is the concept that if I have a balloon and I push on the balloon on one side, the other side of the balloon is going to push out, right? So it's got to maintain the structure of the balloon somehow, some way, okay? So if I pull my shoulder, my other part of my body has got to compensate for that somehow. So if I have a tear in my elbow, let's say, a scar, somewhere else in the body, it's got to give up some of that. That tension's got to come from somewhere. So it's going to be pulling from somewhere else. So if you look at the whole body truly as a whole, and I have a scar, like I have a 12-inch scar on my head. I was scalped. So it literally goes like a horseshoe over my head. And it literally across every meridian. And that's where the communication comes in. We have seven pairs of main meridians in the body. Meridians are energy pathways documented in Oriental Chinese acupuncture theory. Now we have, in Western medicine, even identified these as well as the chakras. They can be measured. And they're pathways that travel in pairs down either side of our midline. And in the midline is the major one. It's a conception vessel and governing vessel, which if you think about it, it's like your circuit breaker and your fuses, the circuit breaker and the fuses. So the main drain is right on the midline and that's your circuit breaker. 
So a scar on the midline is the most influencing of the meridian because it's a snag in that meridian. And that meridian system is like embedded, if you will, in the fascia, like a netting, like little tiny, like strands of string inside the net of the pantyhose is your meridians. And this is where energy flows and blood work follows where energy goes. Blood follows where energy goes. Blood follows where energy goes. So there's a block. There, the, the blood's not flowing. The energy's not going. So what do you do? What is this scar therapy? So scar therapy, you want to break up scars. There's a couple different ways to do it. You can use a melt, a roll bar, you know, for the fascia, those roll bars. You can use a tennis ball. You can use your hands. You can use, I have different technology like RRT. You're familiar with rapid release technology. Yep. TRT, pulse. Mm -hmm acupuncture needles. I have some medical doctors that will lace the scars with a local anesthetic called Procaine. I do an unwinding technique called cranial fixation, cranial sacral fascial technique. And I create my own technique called flow, fascia, lymph, overall wellness, and kind of combination of those, I open up the fascia, get the lymph pumping while working with the cranial sacral rhythms, because that's all one working unit. So there's a lot of ways to open up scars. But the thing to know about scars, it's kind of like your teeth they're blockades to healing. If you have dental fillings, if you have scars, if you have foci, if you have blockades in your mouth or you have scars on your body, they're blockades. So allowing that autonomic nervous system to heal. Well, why? Because they're chopping off the communication. And what's communicating? What is our immune system? Well, I, I would beg to say that the immune system is our entire life. It's our life force. It's our will to survive. And it's one working unit to go, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to adapt. You know, it's not the strongest will survive. It's the adapt will survive. Those that adapt will survive. That's right. And so shutting ourselves in, wearing masks is not adapting. Just throwing that out there. Sorry to say that. Maybe, maybe not. But you know, <laughs> it's controversial, but you know what? It's true. It's so. very controversial. But the bottom line is, we are organisms from this planet and we need to regulate, we need to compensate, we need to adapt. If I live in Florida, it's 90 degrees there probably today. It's not that in Pennsylvania today. I'm wearing very different clothes than if I was living in Florida. My body has to adapt to this cooler weather and the cooler nights than it is in Florida. And I would really look forward to never having to do that adaption. <laughs> but that's the reality. I live in Pennsylvania. But the the point is that if, if our body has an ability to compensate and adapt, that's regulation. That's the concept of this regulatory medicine that we learned in, in Europe, which is the ability of the body to adapt is health. The lack of ability adaption is illness. And scars and dental influences affect that. Our emotions affect that. Chemicals and metals affect that. Foods affect that. But that system for me is the fascia, the cerebral spinal fluid, which is the cranial sacral rhythm, and the lymphatics, because they're in constant communication of what we need to adapt for and allowing it to filter through the body instead of being held onto the body, because we are a filter. You know, back in the day when I started my career, back in that day when I was selling water filters and air filters, my little saying was, be a filter or buy a filter. Like, but the reality is we are all filters. Yeah. And 
you know, if we don't have to filter out bad food, kudos to our body. Our body is going to give us kudos for that. If we don't have to filter out metals and chemicals, the body's going to behave properly. We don't have to use our body to filter out crap that we shouldn't be putting in our body, which isn't man-made, that it will thrive and it will recover because we are not a stagnant being. We are ever-evolving, ever-changing, ever-adapting beings. We are not stagnant. You don't arrive at health and then you're there. You know, you've done an amazing transformation of your body. And if you chose today to sit on your couch and be a couch potato again, you're going to end up exactly where you are. That's right. Because you didn't arrive at health and then your body goes, oh, good job. You learned. That's it. You got to make those right decisions for your body. Make the right decisions. The body will make the right decisions with you and for you. And that's what this cancer thing is about. It, there's many things that link to my father's cancer. Yes, he had Epstein-Barr virus. Yes, he was working in the dry cleaning world. Do you imagine the toxic chemicals? You know, his mother died when he was nine. He was the youngest of three. He grew up in a very poor upstate New York area. You know, he was drafted. He was six, seven, for God's sakes. You know, he had a lot of height issues. So he had a lot of strain on his physical body. He had melanoma multiple times. He makes me look like the dark-skinned Sicilian. <laughs> you know, so he had a lot of stressors in his body and his body couldn't manage it. And so he got cancer over and over and over again. I choose not to live any lifestyle like he lived. Okay. I have a sibling. Okay. He's going to be known about this because my nieces watch my podcasts. But it is what it is. You know, they live a very different lifestyle than I do. And I'm just going to say without calling any one of them out, they know who it is. But one of my nieces has already dealt with cancer at 12 years old. And they ate the same way their father ate. And there was an emotional component right before she got sick in her family with her parents' divorce. And she understands this and she gets through that and she handles the EBV. But there's lots of other things that contribute to that cancer. It's not just one thing. You got to handle it from all different aspects, allowing the body to heal. And fasting, which I love fast. I've been fasting now for about I'm on my like 36 hour of fast right now. Oh, nice. You're beating me. Good job. Ah, it was not a purposeful fast. Then. <laughs> Nonetheless, this is how I fast. It's, you know, I don't mind. It's good for my body. It tunes me up. I really got to understand keto autophagy with you and Dr. Pomp, but particularly with you in all honesty, because you really have a way for me to hear the science. And what I realized is that it's a beautiful thing that you're doing with people because you're inciting that deep parasympathetic state. You're getting the body to go in that healing capacity. Ketosis is the healing capacity. Autophagy is the healing capacity. And you do that by either avoiding food or limiting your food or eating the right foods and oils and making sure your body has what it needs to burn. But that's amazing that your body can do that. That you, The body you had yesterday does not have to be the body you have three weeks from now. That's incredible. If you and I have a car whose transmission dies, you better get a new car and a new transmission. But if your liver's starting to fail, you can do castor oil packs. You can take mistletoe. You can do things to get that liver to respond. It will recover. It will regrow and regenerate. That is amazing. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. That's the human body, the incredible creation that we are, the masterpieces that we are. One of my favorite ways to break a fast is with bone broth. Not just any bone broth you get at your grocery store. 
I'm talking about high quality grass-fed bone broth. The benefits to bone broth is a long list from glowing skin, stronger hair and nails, improved recovery from the amino acids that are in the broth, helping with digestion, energy, the immune system, helping with cravings, and also brain fog. Bone broth also helps to balance out your methionine to glycine ratios. A lot of people, especially those doing carnivore, who eat a lot of muscle meat, they get an imbalance of increased methionine levels. And what bone broth could do, it has high amounts of glycine, which helps balancing the ratio of methionine to glycine, which is important for methylation. If you're not familiar with methylation, think of that as the gears and switches of your cellular health. Lately, my go-to for bone broth has been the beauty and the broth. What I love about them is that there are no artificial flavors, no preservatives, no phthalates, no sugar or salt added. They are grass-fed, non-GMO, and it contains a high amount of collagen, which is so important for your gut and your skin and bone health. The cool thing about the Beauty and the Broth is that their packets are single serve and you could take them on the go wherever you go. When I'm traveling, when I'm on the go, I'll take a few packets of these bone broths with me. You just add hot water, boom, it's concentrated for you, which makes it easy to get your bone broth anywhere. They have affordable monthly, bi-weekly, and weekly subscription programs. Head over to thebeautyandthebroth.com to learn more about them. That is thebeautyandthebroth.com. We will also drop a link for you down below in the podcast notes. You mentioned something. You said cancer is a multitude of things, which I agree. But you said the number one thing is the emotions. And it's really interesting that you said that because I recently interviewed Dr. Aaron Keneally, who also spoke in Newport Beach when you, where you spoke, and I asked her, what is the number one cause of cancer? She's a cancer researcher, and she said, emotions. <laughs> she said that was the number one cause, and you're saying the same thing, and I believe this to be true. So what are some things that the audience, the keto campers listening or watching on a daily basis, what, what can they do to fine-tune their emotions and overcome this emotional barrier that a lot of people are facing? Well... It's a great question, and Corona actually has given us the answer. You know, I look at everything in my life since the car accident. I've been forced to look at everything in my life as this is the way that God wanted me to move, so I'm going to move in this direction, and nothing is a mistake, and everything happens as it should for me to get out of this because I'm a conscious being. I know what I'm doing, and I'm aware. Mm. The hardest thing for me to do when I got well, when Ian said to me, okay, like you're out of pain, that's great. Now what I want to do is go in the other room and be. And I said, huh? I don't, what do you want me to do? He was like, I want you to be. You want me to meditate? You want me to read a book? You want me to do a yoga pose? What do you want me to do? I want you to be. And honestly, it was just like when he said energy. It was like, what kind of nonsense is this you got? You got some other language I don't know about? Now, my husband started martial arts when he was 12. And he has five black belts, like serious ones, not like, you know, no offense, but like his first tattoo was done with a nail and ink by his <laughs> sensei. And he passed out like three times because he got his first black belt. Okay? <laughs> That's a scar too, though, right? Aren't tattoo scars? It is. Yep. Absolutely is. And he breaks rocks with his hands and he's that guy. Okay. But what he was really getting me to realize is that while I was better, as long as I moved, I was fine. When I was still, all the thoughts came in. And so he sent me to a Buddhist monastery, I thought for a vacation. And um, it was not a vacation, it was torture treatment because all my pain came back. I wanted to hunt him down and kill him. 
I had his other son with me, um, my stepson, and he had the greatest time ever. He was 16. He was like, oh my God, that was the greatest weekend ever. And I was like, are you kidding me? I'm in so much pain. And really, Ben, what that was, the pain came back, not because the vertebrae were wrong or anything else. It was all the thoughts. And so one, we got to wrangle our mammal. I call our thought brain our mammal. That's our mammalian brain. The mammalian brain is very, very important. It's very effective. And it's caused us to get to this day and age where we have survived. That's awesome. But we're no longer in survival mode. Most of us live in, in Western culture. So let's just stop it. And let's go into that parasympathetic being mode. And that is what he taught me that get out of my mammalian brain and get into my heart. And in order for to get in your heart, you got to let go a lot of that stuff. You got to really let that go. And I did yoga and I did meditation. I did breath practices and I called it work for years. And I want you all to not do that. Don't do work. Just spend time with yourself in quiet space. If it's two minutes to start with, that's two minutes more that you're telling your body that you're worth it. You're worth the time. And you get to really see what's going on in there. Because at the end of the day, no matter where you go, what you do, right there you are. And I can guarantee you that as much as the keto has helped you, Ben, what helped you more were all those books right behind you that you read, was all the stinking thinking you had that you got rid of. I've listened to your story. I know that that's true because that is what we need to clean up. The fear, the worries, the dreads, the hopelessness, the anger, the resentments, the crying, the sadness, all of it. We either come from one place or the other. We come from fear. Or we come from love. That's all there is. It's the only two emotions. Really, there aren't any other emotions we call categorized underneath there. And this being has become the biggest struggle of the 23 years I've been with my husband and also the biggest gift because in the last three years, I've delved into Joe Dispenza's work. I've delved into all sorts of different types of meditations. I've done my own. I've done yoga. But Sound of Soul and Flow Prezzo, my two pieces of equipment. And the reason they're my two pieces of equipment, y'all, is because I truly believe I created all of this. Like, I don't know how much your your client, your audience. The, keep, the keto campers. Keto campers. You know, like, this girl's wackadoo. But, and the reality is we create our own reality every single day by our thought life. And if you don't believe that, go read Carolyn Leaf's book, Who Switched Off Your Brain? She's got another book, Who Switched Your Brain On? Or you can read Biology Believe from Bruce Lipton, or you can read a numerous other books like Think and Grow Rich or however ever many books you want to read. It's all this tr same truth that you create your own reality. And I created these two pieces of equipment, co-created them with my friends because I wanted something to force people to go into that parasympathetic state and allow them to open their hearts because that was my journey. It took me 23 years to get through. I don't want it to take that long for people. It shouldn't take that long. And with wisdom that we have, this ancient wisdom, but we have great modern technology and we combine these two and we get amazing healing capacities that we can incite in the body and allow the body to heal. So what I would say everybody can do is number one, take a big deep breath in, bring your hands together at heart center. And number one, thank God that you woke up today because a hundred thousand people didn't wake up today. And so you're alive. And from there you move. If you woke up today and you're in tons of pain, you woke up today and you're not on the weight you want, you woke up today with headaches and all sorts of body ailments, then start here. 
and know that every day will get better as you pay attention to your body, as you pay attention to your breath. So I have a 10 penny rule that I'll give to all your keto campers. I don't typically give this out, but I'll give this out because it feels right to do this. So you can take 10 pennies, 10 coins, $10, $100, I don't care, 10 of something and put it in a pocket. And anytime you think about it throughout the day, take it out, hold it in your hand and go, oh, I have to take 10 deep breaths and sit there and take 10 deep breaths in through your nose, full breath, expanding the rib cage and out through your mouth and do that 10 times for every time you take something out of your pocket and switch it to the other side. And at the end of the day, when you've done that 10 times, you've taken 100 deep breaths. And that's in training your body to go into that deep breath space. It'll be the default program when your body gets stressed, it goes, wait. Shallow breathing is sympathetic. Deep breathing is parasympathetic. When we go into parasympathetic, we expand our ribs, we're moving our lymphatics. There's a lot to this healing capacity of the body and the lymphatics, and there's a lot to all this. And I, I wanna share everything with your keto campers because they're on the edge of doing all this detoxification. It's important for them to drain out the toxins as well because the detox is happening at the cellular level. But again, there's all this space around the cells that is dumping into it, and that's the lymphatics, and it's gotta pull that toxins in, it's gotta move, which it only moves when we move or when we get compressed and it can pump it up through the system into the cardiovascular system. Then we excrete it out in the normal ways of excretion. But the lymphatic system is allowing that body to let go of the toxins. And it's about letting go of our emotions because the toxins and the emotions are connected and Emotions are physiological. They're not psychological. We've been lied to our whole lives to say that it's up in our brain. And I little apologize for saying it was stinking thinking because yes, that's part of it. But part of it too is the emotions are in our organs and causing our body to feel a certain way when a similar situation comes up. You've got that whole thing. But you also have, oh, because that's what my mom said, because that's what my dad said. That's what my teacher said. That's what my professor said. That's what my coach said. And so it's these filters that maybe were supportive at a point in time in our life, but are no longer supportive. So we got to let them go. I love my dad. He was a great man. But, you know, get up at three o'clock in the morning and eating sugary sweets every night that he did his whole life. Not a great thing to do. I love sweets like the rest of them. Love them. And I don't wake up at three o'clock in the morning and eat them because I was like, maybe that's not a good thing to do considering you died at 55. <laughs> probably not a great thing but you know what was he feeding you know there was a lot there what was he emotionally feeding he was getting up right in the middle of liver time this was from two to three every single morning you know so there's there's stuff there but the the body is an amazing system i won't say it's a unit it's a system because it's not a machine it's an energy body we have many energy bodies but we are emotional bodies having a physical experience. This is the suit we came in with this time, this physical body, and we wanna treat it the best so it can behave for us in the best way so there are no limits. I can reach that because my arm isn't caught up with some kind of injury from old past stuff, 
I'm flexible now. I've allowed that to go for my fascia. I've healed that scar. I moved my lymph and now I'm detoxifying my cells. I'm eating properly. I'm eating the proper times of day, eating proper for my blood type, eating proper for my lifestyle and everything can flow. And now I get to thrive and I get to experience this amazing world because what else are we here for than to experience? I mean, you look at pictures of nature at times and I'm blown away that this is real. Hey, I wanna take a brief minute to share something with you. For many years, I used to take fish oil and recommend it. And I see a lot of people in the keto space overdoing it with fish oil. There are several reasons why I am not a fan of fish oil and why I stopped recommending it to all of my clients several years ago. Number one, 83% of fish oil is expected to be rancid on the shelf before you even consume it. There was also an experiment done. This study was called the Iowa Screening Experiment. This study showed it took 18 weeks to reverse the negative effect of the incorporation of EPA and DHA from fish oil into the cell membrane. Another study found that fish oil increased the risk of colon cancer in mice. Here's the quote. We found that mice developed deadly late-stage colon cancer when given high doses of fish oil. More importantly, with the increased inflammation, it only took four weeks for the tumors to develop. Simply put, I stopped taking it. I stopped recommending it. I use a plant-based Omega from Pureform. This supplement is nitrogen infused, which preserves and protects it. It has the proper balance of Omega-6 to Omega-3. And most importantly, it gives you the derivatives, the building blocks, they're called parent essential oils, for you to produce your own EPA and DHA. If you wanna learn more about Pureform, head over to purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4, that is B-E-N, the number four, at checkout, and you'll get $4 off your capsules of Pureform. We will also drop a link for you down below in the podcast notes. You know, there are areas of this world that you're like, that's, a, that's real. That's what postcards are actually based upon, is real magic on this earth that we get to experience and people that we get to experience. The real magic of people like you, Ben, that are out there passionately driving your authentic self, one of the most authentic people I've ever met in my life. If we were all as authentic as you, we would not have illness because you are heart-centered. You come from here. You come purely from there. It's so obvious in everything you do. And that is what's healing to people and why so many people follow you because they want to be just like you. They want to have the courage, the guts, with lack of fear to stand up for what they believe in and what they know to be true and go out there and give that to the world. That is your gift. We all need to find our gifts and be able to give that to others. Mm. So beautiful. Thank you for saying that. And, and I know that you mean it too. So thank you so much, Kelly. And I see that with you as well. And I just love, I'm just so inspired by you. This is such a great conversation. I know the keto campers are loving this right now. I, I want to finish with the lymphatic system. I want to finish with a couple things. I know those who hear about the lymphatic system, they do a little research on Dr. Google and they'll see, oh, dry brushing. So, you know, is dry brushing effective? And then if it is, how do you do it the right way? And the second thing before I forget, is you mentioned when I saw you speak in Newport Beach, California, that you look at the armpits of your clients. Why do you do that? I did wear a short today specifically dressed for this because I wanted to be able to show them a pit versus a pup. So everybody in the world should have an armpit. Does not matter your size. It does not matter your shape. Everybody should have an armpit. And I wanna show you what an armpit is. So an armpit, when I lift my arm, I have an indent in my armpit 
Yep. Do you see that? That's an armpit. If you have more like that, that is stagnant lymph. And some people's actually is convex. Like it I've seen that. Out. Yep. That's stagnant lymphatics. You know, people think that, oh, you have to have lymphedema to have stagnant lymph. Oh my gosh, no. It's like, you don't want to wait for a diagnosis to say you have a thyroid issue. You know, you, you want to, if you're losing your hair and got dry skin, your constipation, you probably have a thyroid issue. Don't wait for your blood to turn. Start making some changes now. Same with your lymph. If you look swollen in your neck area, if you look swollen anywhere in your body that it doesn't look appropriate, that's a little bit of lymph fluid that's swelling. The lymph should be like water, but it gets thick from stress, from chemicals, from metals, from cow dairy, from cow dairy. I learned yeah. that from you. That's right. It gets thick from cow dairy. So that thickness, now that fluid isn't fluid, it's thick. And the little tiny vessels that live just below your skin that are your lymph vessels, they are so tiny just below the skin. They're like an eighth of a millimeter below the skin. And they need to be pumped to move through the fluid. And what they do is they have these blind end collectors. They collect the fluid from the interstitial space. Then they filter it through to the lymph nodes. And the lymph nodes are like the exchanges for the vessels to go, okay, here's what needs to be done with all that you just pumped into me. Oh, there's some uh, allergies. There's some chemicals. So t push out the right blood cells, white blood cells, because in your deeper areas of your body, like your armpits or your joints, like your hips or your neck, that's where we have the biggest concentration of lymph vessels and nodes. And nodes are the level at which the body exchanges with this fluid and says, these are the type of white blood cells we need to create for this bacteria, this virus. So how is that not a huge part of the immune system when it decides at the nodes what white blood cells to kick out? Then the white blood cell activity is created at the node if everything works well and the node is not clogged and congested and then it continues to pump and all the lymph drains right above the clavicles there's two areas above your clavicles where they're termini the drainage ends the, the pipes end here and then they drain into the cardiovascular system and the cardiovascular system cleans the blood through the lung and then transfers it through the body we excrete out the waste we hold on to the nutrients and the gases what a spectacular process. Amazing. And you didn't think about it for one second, and nor did I, and the body's doing it. Right, exactly. Well, amazing. If you don't think the body's amazing, tell me how you grew a baby, anybody that had a baby. Tell me how you did it. <laughs> you know, it's incredible that that happens and that, and like you said, that all that is happening, and we don't know any of that. But if the lymph gets congested from overuse or thickened for various reasons, these nodes get swollen. And now the vessels can't really get to them because of the swelling. And a lot of that's fascia around that as well and lymphatic uh, stagnancy from the thickness. So we got to pump the lymph, which we manually teach you how to manually pump. You dry brush the lymph. And absolutely great question, Ben. There's absolutely a wrong way to do it. Most people on YouTube teach you the absolute wrong way. And we'll tell them one quick analogy so they get it. So they do it the right way. And you can do this on your own. You do not need to go to a practitioner. You do not, I mean, yes, you can. You absolutely can. There are great practitioners out there that do a lot of this therapy. And if you have a chronic illness, something like that, you might need a little bit more 
uh, tutelage, but I imagine for most of your keto campers, they're pretty healthy now because they're on the keto camp diet and they're fasting and they're doing the right things. You guys and ladies can do this on your own at home. There are videos on my website on notmeds.com where you can watch me do this and then you can further subscribe and continue to watch the flow show, which we put up every Wednesday night, which are further ways to enhance your lymph and things about your lymph. But you always open up your endpoints first. Why? Well, because these are the toll booths. And if the toll booths are shut down, I can't move any traffic through. And traffic is going to back up from the toll booths everywhere. You have lymph literally from the top of your head down to your toes. We are now Western medicine. We've known it for years, but now they can identify that we have glial lymph coming from our brain and we need to detoxify the brain as well. I mean, we always knew that because of cerebral spinal fluid and the lymphatic involved in the nerve cell. Of course, there's exchange going on in the brain. It's not like God went like, okay, lymph, you're down, you're up. Right. It's now. But the lymphatics, you always open up the termini first, the endpoints, because now you open that up. Now, if well, that, well, well, that's above, right above the clavicle for those who can't see it. Yeah, yeah. that's where right you're pointing. Yeah. And then, like, if I have, if I had 50 cars lined up from my shoulders down to my toes, I guess I can't get far back. <laughs> <laughs> I had 50 cars down at my toes up here. Am I going to move the 50th car or the first car when I open the toll booth? The first car. Of course. Yeah. People that teach dry brushing, which I thought we might talk about this, yep. dry brushing, they teach to start here. And I'm like, well, that's like taking a line of 50 cars and pushing the 50th car to get them all to go through the toll booth. That's going to create complete mass chaos and congestion right. and problems. Yep. And that's why people have this concept. Oh, I feel worse when I move my lymph. No, you feel worse if you don't move your lymph or if you move your lymph wrong, sure. But you'll only feel better if you move your lymph. It's been a key to cases for us for so many years that we see cases from all over the world and we usually get the clients that nobody else can see because nobody else can fix them, blah, blah, blah. And we start doing lymph and emotional work and they're like, oh my God, I feel so much better. And yes, it looks like us, but they've already aligned their diet. They've already handled their teeth. They, you know, it's just, it all works in unison. If they hadn't done that other stuff, we wouldn't look so magical, right? I mean, it's just the reality. But to dry brush, I always suggest still pumping open your lymph because it needs a little bit of pump. And it's not a hard push. It's just a little light, gentle pump. And then you take the dry brush and you start brushing. And I do recommend you do this in your shower because you do this naked and lose a lot of skin cells and it really helps your body dump a lot of toxins through the dry brushing process. And it's very gentle. The typical brush we like is the one from Earth Therapeutics. It's got bumpies on the one side and bristles on the other. They're not very expensive. And you simply just brush in a, toward the heart after you open up the pump and you go proximal from distal. No, so close go close first, then far. Sorry, I had to think about the non-anatomical part. So close, and then you go a little farther out. So first I'm gonna open up by my armpit, then I'm gonna open up down my arm, then from my wrist all the way up. And it's not a lot of brushing, it's just a little bit, and it's just using my intention to bring it all into my heart. And how much time do you spend on, on each area? The whole process of dry brushing should take about five minutes. Mm. Once and a day? 
as we do that, I already feel it. Like I feel lymph moving just as I did that little bit. Now I'm sensitive, but if you're hitting the, the skin too hard, it'll get red. And I just want people to know, cause I'm an intense person. I have a feeling some of your keto campers may be a little bit intense. So I really request that less is more with the lymph. Okay. Just make your skin a little light pink when you do this. And if for some reason you're traveling, like oftentimes I've been doing dry brushing for 20 years. I don't always run around with my dry brush for God's sakes. But what I do do is I'll use a washcloth that's a little rougher. And they often have those in hotels just ready for you to go. And you just, just use a rough washcloth that's dry that will do it as well. And it's really just a practice every day or every night before you go to bed. And it puts your body in a parasympathetic state. Or you get yourself in a parasympathetic state from doing your deep breathing and your lymph will move. So chicken or egg. Or do them all. Do them all. You got to get in the parasympathetic. You got to move your lymph. When you're doing a detoxification, autophagy, ketosis, you've got to move your lymphatics because you will feel that much better, that much faster as you move your lymphatics because that is causing your body to detox. Drainage is more important than detoxification. If the pipes are all clogged and I go to detox, nothing's still moving. I got to drain and then the detoxification can occur. Well said. That was such a great breakdown. I encourage those who are listening and not watching to go watch the interview right after you listen to it on the Keto Camp YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Keto Camp. You have a great YouTube channel, by the way, called Not Meds Global, and you're very consistent with videos. My interviews on there, so go subscribe to Kelly Kennedy's Not Meds Global YouTube channel. What does Not Med stand for? Oh, my favorite question. Naturally oriented therapist, medically enlightened doctors and specialists. And uh, yes, we need to add you onto that because actually Sarah was going to reach out to you about that because. The reality is this is a hand-selected group that I need to get to know and vet first. And eventually I'm going to have an organization that's going to vet these people that are on there. And we will have vetting of clients to be having access to naturally oriented therapists, medically enlightened doctors and specialists, because I'm sure we all get frustrated with who does what you do in my area? Nobody. And that's not true, though. We have a great network and we just have to vet them properly because we don't work with insurances and we're not mandating that people have to walk into us because we have a license. We want people to walk into us because we get results, whether you're a chiropractor, a naturopath, an unlicensed practitioner, a hugger. I don't care. It all has its benefits. And it takes all those pieces of the puzzle to work together to help you be well. So that's what naturally oriented therapists, medically enlightened doctors and specialists, better known as not meds, because we're none of us are about medications. We're not in a suppressive medicine theory. We're in a bring it up, let it come out, let it dump. Now the body doesn't have any more resistance. It can heal and it can flow. That's right. Yeah. On my, on my banner here, it says educate, not medicate. So there's so much alignment there. I love it. I, love, I know it was like, when we met, it was like, how did we never know each other? Cause the timing wasn't right. Now is the timing. I love it. So where's the best place to check you out? So share your website again, your social media, where if the keto campers want to learn more about the work you're doing and your clinic, you have two locations now share about that. Yeah. So we have a clinic in Pennsylvania outside of Philadelphia on the east coast of that area. We have been here for about 16 years. And then in the last couple months, we 
we're waiting on a business license, but we will have a second location open in South Carolina. And we also are available in East Hampton at Dr. Kara Toll's office for a few of the things we do, which is flow prezzo, which helps get the body into that parasympathetic state, helps get the lymphatics to move. And then we also do FOPAS rapid release technology for scars and opening up the fascia. And then we do sound of soul, which is the heart rate variability, taking that and converting it into light and music and playing it back to yourself. So you completely resonate with that. That takes way more than 30 seconds of that snap. I know, I know. (laughs) It's something amazing, but we we're we travel a little bit with that, but the sites are really to get people to help them open up their lymph and help them get into parasympathetic state. So the best way to access us is either the truewellnesscenter.com, which is our clinic website or notmeds.com, which is where my podcast, the beats is offered the video podcast and then the audio podcast is now available on spotify and apple we're catching up we're a little bit behind there because that was a different process than we expected but you know we've been having a lot of fun through that process and that's the best way i mean i'm i will be honest that email is not my form of communication my staff is great at emailing i am not great at emailing but they will know if there's something that you want to get to me directly, just let them know. And and I'm happy to help in whatever way I can, because that's what we're here for. We're a tribe of individuals that really want to help you guys get access to what we've learned for ourselves. And we don't feel like the secret should be kept to us, you know, and it's not, should be a secret that your body has all the healing capacity inside of it. I agree. That should be taught in grade school. We should teach it to our children. Right now, we're teaching them to stay away from other children and to put themselves in a bubble, which is the opposite of what we should teach them. But hey, that's a different episode. But so yes, I'm planning on driving up to Charleston, South Carolina, and hopefully November with my girlfriend, Natasia, to do Sound of Soul, to do the Flow Prezzo, and to just hang out with you and just check out your clinic. So I do recommend all keto campers to go check out the websites. We're going to put links and resources for everything that we mentioned in the notes of this podcast, courtesy of Rachel, our podcast show notes expert. So we'll put that in the notes down below. Kelly, You are a bright light in this world. You have amazing energy, so much knowledge. It just blows my mind since the first time I saw you speak in Newport Beach, California at Dr. Pompa's conference. I was like, whoa. I had a whole uh, five to six pages of just notes about the fascia, about the lymph, about that message you said that cancer is the answer. When I heard that, it just stopped me in my tracks. And you just shine bright. And I'm grateful that you came on the show. I'm grateful that you continue to spread this message. And you're right. Let's make this common knowledge. So everybody in the world could get this information. And thank you for being who you are. Well, thank you, Ben. And I agree. We have a lot more work to do with education. So let's get this medical thing handled. Let's get our bodies handled. Let's get this word out there. And thank you to all the keto campers that listen today and share this information about your lymphatics with everybody that you know, because this is a conversation that needs everybody needs to have. We need to incite people to know that they are in control of their immune system. We are not victims. You are empowered to know how your body works and people like Ben here are teaching you how to do it. And I'm so happy that you're all working with them and I look forward to helping you in any way I can. Thank you so much, Ben. I love it. Victors, not victims. Great job. Thank you, Kelly. Well, I hope you got so much from that interview with Kelly Kennedy Text this episode to a friend. Text it to somebody who you believe could get value from a conversation like this. If you want to watch the video interview with Kelly Kennedy and actually see her doing the dry brushing and all that jazz, 
head over to youtube.com slash keto camp to watch the video interview. You could also go to the link in the notes of this podcast. Go check out all the links and resources in the notes of this podcast. You could go check out her website. You could check out her podcast, The Beats with Kelly Kennedy. Listen to the interview that she did with me on there. And I also encourage you to go leave the show, the Keto Camp Podcast, a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and take a screenshot when you do so. Send that screenshot to support at ketocamp.com with your mailing address in the United States. And as a thank you, I will sign a paperback copy of my best-selling book and mail it out to you. I want to thank you so much for listening to the entire episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. You'll hear me on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.